The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. There's a fine line between not worrying about tomorrow and not doing anything at all. For the last 10 years or so, you and the listening audience have heard a friend of Medjugorje say things from this microphone that people don't say. And I would almost say people don't normally say, but in reality, I would just rather just say, people don't say. There's a conviction, a spirit that you feel, that you know, that you connect with, that you understand. And I've lived here almost 17 years now, and I can tell you that it didn't start 10 years ago. It started long before I ever came here. There's a conviction and a belief that to deny that belief would be apostate. And a friend of Medjugorje has covered some of these things in previous broadcasts, but uh, his recent writing, The Ten Facts, we've gotten a, a lot of feedback from it, mostly positive. There's a few people who misunderstand the writing and don't understand what it's for. And, and in these recent days, there's been some rumor mills going around about some supposed things that someone has said about Medjugorje. And, but I just want you to understand that what a friend of Medjugorje writes is not reactionary. It's proactionary. 
It is an understanding and prophetic. And what we mean by prophetic, prophecy is not given to predict the future. Prophecy is given so for today's present man to understand that if he does not take a certain path or does not go away from a certain path, such a certain thing will happen. And so these broadcasts and these writings have been prophetic. And it's interesting that every single time one of these things comes out, there's always some other new little rumor that comes out uh, after the fact. But just before we started recording, I was reading through Jeremiah, and I was just going to pull up one little thing uh, that uh, I'd read in Jeremiah here. And Jeremiah prophesied against the house of the Lord, and he gave a number of different things. And he said that, uh, asking them to turn from their evil ways, and he says, Thus says the Lord, if you will not listen to me to walk in my law, which I have set before you, and to heed the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I send you urgently, though you have not heeded, Then I will make this house like Shiloh, and I will make this city a curse for all the nations of the earth. The priests and prophets and all the people heard Jeremiah speaking these words in the house of the Lord. This means the temple in Jerusalem. And when Jeremiah had finished speaking all that the Lord had commanded him to speak to all the people, and then the priests and the prophets and all the people laid hold of him, saying, You shall die. Why have you prophesied in the name of the Lord, saying, This house shall be like Shiloh, and this city shall be desolate without inhabitant? And all the people gathered about Jeremiah in the house of the Lord. So the prophecies or the prophets didn't always have to say good things. Particularly, a lot of those things were directed particularly towards God's house and to the priests. And it's important that you have a clear understanding of the things that a friend of Medjugorje says regarding the church, regarding the priest, regarding the shepherds, is for their own good. And you've heard that through the course of these last broadcasts. He says repeatedly, I'm telling you this not because I'm against you. I'm telling you this because I'm for you. So I wanted to say these things at the very beginning just to underst- just so that you would understand the perspective uh, that a friend of Medjugorje is coming from. Well, in regard to what you just said, it's it's interesting to me through these years of almost 30 years of being involved with Medjugorje that we still have people apologizing for believing in Our Lady. Why do they do that? Why do they think they have to apologize because there's resistance or somebody says something or somebody in the church is going to make an announcement or does make an announcement that Our Lady and Medjugorje has to be apologized for? If you're so weak in your belief, why do you even follow it? There's people leading Medjugorje. I would say they're leading Medjugorje. I say they're an influence. Um, they have a following of Medjugorje. But I don't agree with their positions. They're putting out things now. Well, we just have to watch this because people are too overly curious about a visionary. Why do you go see the Pope for? If you had a choice in 1917 to go see Lucia, the Fatima visionary and the other two children, Francisco and Jacinta, as opposed to the Pope back then, which would you go to? It's a wonder to talk to a human person who themselves are talking to a heavenly person. It's beautiful to meet a Pope. I don't see where anybody's criticizing that. Oh, it's just me as cramming in Rome or wherever they go that they have all these people showing up in droves. I don't ever hear that being overly curious. That's how you describe it. I reject this. I'm violently opposed to it. I think it's damaging to Medjugorje. I think it makes these people apostates. They don't believe a full 100% in Medjugorje. If they didn't, they wouldn't care. And so this apologetic attitude, like 
Well, we got to wait till the Vatican comes out with it. Where, where does it say that? I don't see this anywhere. I wrote in 10 facts. And even we, we had overwhelming response to it. Thank God somebody wrote this. Thank God for this. And we had a few that did say, there's a tone of anger underneath it. Really? You tell me that I've given up my business? My whole family? I've literally given my home up, my lands, everything I have? And you tell me that I'm to be at peace and quiet, that you're just going to say something that can stop what I do and what I believe in as a matter of conscience? The little children were going to see Jesus, and the apostles stopped them. And Jesus became indignant. He went in the temple. He didn't have a feminized voice or a feminized action, which the church prevails in now, thinking, okay, we just got to be a little more girly. We just got to be a little bit nicer. I'm sick of niceness in the way it's described. Kindness is different. Be kind to everybody. Love everybody. But you're not loving everybody if you don't have indignation sometimes at the actions. It's a lady who says, Satan is blowing you in the wind like branches. Is that not nice words to say? She's sweet. But she said, I'll fight. The Virgin Mary said, I'll fight? What does fight mean? How do you read that? How do you understand that? Don't think our lady's not here to crush the serpent's head. And yes, she loves in a supreme way. And it's love to root out sin. But what you people are doing this in Medjugorje, and you're following Medjugorje, and you're accepting that we just have to wait. You're dead wrong. Even if it's the visionaries, they're dead wrong. To sit there and get a better placement in the church by being quiet or towing the, towing the line they draw. You know, my third bishop, he was at a place where two of our board members were at, the Precaritas. And they talked to him while outside for about an hour or so. And he was against this, and he was against this, and he was against this. And they actually said, why don't you just condemn Caritas? Why don't you just condemn him, me, a friend of Medjugorje? And you know what he said? In other words, he was 99.9% sure he should do that. But he said, I would, but it might be Our Lady. It might be Our Lady. One-tenth of one percent. There was a guy by Dave Gruner in 1947 who attacked a police station, Ramat Gan, and he was fighting for Israel, acknowledged uh, disavowing the British hold on Israel, and they sentenced him to death. At the final hour, he was offered a reprieve if he would just admit his guilt. He wrote a letter on the way to the hangman. This guy served as commander at Bagan, which everybody knows was one of the prime ministers. Jimmy Carter actually dealt with him on his treaty. He wrote, Of course I want to live. Who does not? I too could have said, Let the future take care of the future. 
I could even left the country altogether for a safer life in America, but this would not have satisfied me as a Jew or a Zionist. There are many schools of thought as to how Jews should choose his way of life. One way is that he assimilates and renounces his Jewishness. There's another way of all those who call them Zionists. That way is a way of negotiation and compromise. The only way what seems to my mind to be the right way of this is courage and daring without renouncing a single inch of our homeland. I am riding while awaiting the hangman. This is not a moment in which I can lie. I swear that if I had to begin life anew, I would have chosen the exact same path regardless of the consequences for myself. Dove Gruner was hanged in Acre Prison, April 16, 1947. You know what he had to do to save his life? He didn't have to go to trial and deny anything. They just said, we'll give you a reprieve, we'll let you go, if you just admit your guilt. It was not whether he attacked the police station or not. This Jewish commander was fighting for the homeland. They were in battle. So it wasn't like some terrorists go attacking the police station. But that's not the issue. The point I bring this up about about is he could have saved his life by just saying, I'm guilty. They were going to do nothing about it. He would live, everything would go on fine. So it wasn't his action that he got hung for, in essence. It was that he wouldn't back one inch away to give legitimacy to the, to the British courts that they had any ruling over this when they were establishing the land. I'm not going to give an inch on that principle of the messages being spread, of Our Lady's call, what she's asked to do, us as apostles, and what I've done for 30 years, at great peril, often great sufferings, great difficulties, a mission that has had to grow without the help of anybody on the outside or in the church or in the parish house in Missouri. Nobody. Only Our Lady has saved us. And that conviction and that belief so strongly is what my third bishop caused him to have doubt. And you got people in Medjugorje saying, well, we just got to go along. We got to be quiet to put Prince that says something. Why would he ever believe in it when your convictions are so weak that you will say, I'm not, okay, I'll give it an inch. I'll give into that. I'm religious. I'm a religious and maybe I'll get in trouble with my superiors. Either you believe or you don't believe. Your yes is yes or it's no. Don't give me the garbage. And I mean garbage, trash garbage. The pilgrims are overly curious about the visionaries and attracted to some ex- to the extraordinary to avoid being drawn away from the essentials. That's just one comment that says you're an apostate. You don't fully believe completely because I say to anybody, go ahead and condemn Medjugorje. Whatever it is, the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith, those who comply. Why would Bishop Zanuck believe if he said stop the messages and then somebody in the parish house or somebody in Missouri or whoever they are or the people in Missouri stop giving it? Why would he believe that? You give him no pause, no reason to Bishop Zanuck in the beginning and now Bishop Perrick to believe. If Bishop Perrick comes to the Franciscan and says, I want you to stop this, I want you to stop doing this, if you don't, I'm pulling the parish house. What's the response of a real believer? Is say, 
Bishop, you just have to take it. We believe these messages. We can't keep silent when God speaks. What we've seen, what we've heard with our eyes and our hearts, we will speak about it. Peter and John did that. They got scourged, but they kept going. But if you sit there and go with what the bishop says to do and say, okay, bishop, we'll be obedient to you, but we're not going to cry about the messages, private revelations, you haven't condemned it, and you're going to take the parish house from us or the church, then so be it. But we won't betray Our Lady. Our Lady said, thank you for not betraying me, my presence. It's a big statement. There's people in the church, many people in Medjugorje do not understand what obedience and where obedience stops and where it begins. And when you're disobedient and when you're obedient. Because my conviction, because my strength in believing in the messages caused doubt that we weren't condemned. And all the belief was, was just, maybe it's Our Lady. These people out there at Caritas, they believe so much. They've given their life. They've given up their businesses. They've moved from this. They have college degrees. they move from all across the United States. They band together. Maybe that's real. I don't believe it, though. But what if it is? Your life is the what convicts and causes doubt. And I would be, as a bishop over Medjugorje, in doubt when I told them to stop the messages and they did it, or they slow things down or quiet things down, that if they don't believe in it enough, if they're willing to give this inch I asked for, they're not willing to die for it, lose what they have, then I don't think this is Our Lady. Because if it was, they would. And that's what Dove Gruner did. He just had to say, I admit I'm guilty, I attacked the police station in a, in a battle. That's all he had to do. But he wasn't going to give legitimacy. I'm not going to give any legitimacy to anybody in Medjugorje that even though has followers or people or other Medjugorje centers, I don't give you any legitimacy in what you're saying. You're dead wrong. We're not to back down from the messages. We're not to be quiet. We're not to stop and quit propagating them. And you're in serious error for even thinking that mentality. This is the damage to Medjugorje. It doesn't help Medjugorje, it hurts it. The apostates in the Coliseum who saved a life at the last minute because it cost them something, or we just got to be obedient to authorities now. What they're saying didn't convict anybody. You're mush. You're not love. You love of self. You love your position. So if you give in to this situation, don't you think for one second, not even a sliver of a moment, a microsecond, that being compliance with what our lady is saying to spread our messages, with those who are saying don't spread the messages, or quiet down or below, that the next step, you think the secret is going to be released? You think Father Petard is going to just be able to read them? I wrote 20 years ago, Father Petard is not asked to fast for seven days, and then three days out from that secret, he releases it. What's the purpose of fasting? Because all of hell is going to do everything they can to stop him. And when you give this into ground, you get legitimacy. Well, we got to wait for the, see what the Pope's going to do. No, we don't have to wait. We're in a neutral zone where we can do what we want to. But if you're going to concede that now, you Medjugorje people, your great sin against Our Lady in Medjugorje, then you're prepping everything for the next step. And that's to stop the secret from being released. Because now you got precedent. I don't give an inch to that. I don't accept this as a precedent, and we won't do that. 
So whatever your contribution is, be silent. Stop all your writings, your books, or whatever you put out. Go ahead and do what you want to, because that's all coming. We don't give that ground up, and we encourage no one to do so. This is what Jeremiah, what you were just reading about, said. He called down again, run down through the three things real quick. Just, you don't have to even read it. Just say it. Well, Jeremiah, he spoke, he spoke particularly against the house of the Lord and to the priest. And, of course, that wasn't really kindly looked upon by the rulers and the ruling class and the people who put everything into their stock. Jeremiah was 23 years old when he was called by God to be. He, he has, in their eyes, zero legitimacy to do what he's doing. But yet, he had all the legitimacy because he was speaking the message of God, the prophetic message. You know, what, what would have happened had they not heeded Jeremiah? What would happen if we don't heed Our Lady? I know you said this for years, that you can't just quiet the message. And, and, I, and I, think in, I think with people in the church, you know, we've got a lot of Protestant friends, a lot of people that aren't even Catholic. Some people aren't even Christian. They believe in Medjugorje, and you know what? They're free. They have a freedom to them that a lot of Catholics don't have in their mentality. And there's, I think, people within the church, and when I say people within the church, I'm referring to just lay Catholics, that, you know, they say, well, the church is the teaching authority, it is, you know, the magisterium is, uh, it's, it's to be obeyed and, and followed, it has a, uh, you know, legitimacy to even its opinions, and, and this is the perspective, I think, that a lot of people are coming from, and maybe are not understanding, some people may not understand what you're saying, uh, just simply because they have a, I don't want to call it the old mentality, but they have a mentality that, well, you can't contradict anything that comes from any church official. When a lady came here, she came to a very strong Protestant area. Of the whole area, we're only 2% Catholic. Of that 2% Catholic, most of the, not most, but there's a large portion which doesn't practice. So the percentage gets way down. Our lady picked an unlikely place to come. And she came. And we got resistance. We had a lot of resistance from Protestants and people being against us for years. We've been here 30 years, 28, 29 years since the lady came here. And my son was out recently out at a sawmill near here. He stopped by and he asked him about some wood and stuff, some things we were looking at doing. He asked my son where he was from. He says, over there at Caritas. He said, oh, Mother Mary. In other words, they call that this. We hear many Protestants because we never backed down. We never was quiet. I've never been shy about saying and speaking with grace in plain language that the Virgin Mary appeared here. Or yes, yeah, so we, they, they say, oh, that's where they say the Virgin Mary appeared. Yes, yes she appeared there. We, we explain it. We don't apologize. But our authority of conviction and our belief and seeing how sincere we are has made it known where many of the people around here refer to her as Mother Mary. I ran across somebody else about a month ago that way. You found out where I was from. She, oh, that's where that Mother Mary. I love Mother Mary. I'm not Catholic, but I love her. Do you know anything about it? No. All she knows about it is what's happened here. Just story she's heard. Do you think if I was apologizing, I was weak? Well, the church hasn't approved this. We believe our lady's come. Our lady is appearing. I stake my life. I stake this mission. I stake condemnation if I want to be, if somebody wants to condemn me for it. So be it. I will not. I will not back down from her words. And I will not back down 
from my conscientious objection and my belief in her appearances. You can't take that away from me. You can condemn me. You can condemn Medjugorje. I want to ask you a question. Which is better for Medjugorje to be, if it was going to be one or the other, which would you choose, condemnation or church approval? Are you thinking? Oh, you wouldn't condemn it? You wouldn't choose condemnation over approval? Or you would choose approval over condemnation? i tell you what I would choose. Black and white, clear to me. I would choose condemnation. Oh, is that crazy? Condemnation can be reversed. If the church approves this, you will never reverse approval. And the state of the church is the reason the Holy Virgin Mary is coming to rebuild the church from the outside in. It's incapable of doing it within inside of itself. It's not going to happen. And so approval, which would bring regulations, stipulations, restrictions of all kinds of things. So we can't say that. We can't say that. It gives complete legitimacy. Come in and just riddle Medjugorje and our lady and her messages to pieces. Condemnation won't do that. It'll burn you at the stake. It might even excommunicate you like Joan of Arc. But she was exonerated and her excommunication was reversed. And now she's a saint of the church. You do not want Medjugorje approved. You don't want to condemn. But if you've got a choice, you want the condemnation. Well, Jeremiah's message would never have been spoken had he come from the priestly class. He, he, it was precisely the people that he had to speak to. There's no way, there was no way that God could have delivered his prophetic message to the house of Israel had Jeremiah not been a lay Jew. The good priest, the good bishops out there, if they were saying what I was saying, they would be called in and they would be called down on the carpet and stopped. And we know priests that that's happened to. We've got many priests that's where they fired the first shot. And we got them that was called in by the bishop. Don't you propagate this stuff. We have another bishop who was told by his priest, he read they fired the first shot. He gave it to the bishop. The bishop read it. And the bishop allowed him to do courses on this in their school. Catholic school. And you know what we have to say about that? Anonymous. Because we know it caused a lot of friction. He, the priest told me that. He didn't want to you know, cause the, 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 the stings of the bees that would assault them for this. So there's almost an underground church. And so, yeah, what Jeremiah did with the class, the priests and bishops, we can't do it. That's why the church will not be made whole again from the inside. Our lady's raising up apostles. Those apostles are the ones that's going to bring the evangelization. Those apostles will bring people to Our Lady, to her son, united in her heart to him. And what we have from the priests and our bishops, they'll be given us the sacraments. Because those who want to do more than that are going to be stopped. And they already are being stopped. You know, that's funny because that's pretty much exactly how God worked every prophet God would send to his people Israel, he would he he wasn't wiping out the, the priestly class, so to speak. They still you still had to have the priest to perform the Passover ceremonies. You, you, the priests were still all necessary to perform all the ceremonial functions that were part of the Jewish feast and their life as a as a as Israel, but yet 
the food that was coming to them was coming from the prophets. And so it is. We have to have our priest. We have to have the bishop. We have to have the pope. That's all. No, that's no argument there. And there's no rebellion against that. But the great evangelization is not going to come through that route because it's incapable. And that's why Mejura cannot be approved and cannot be condemned. It's where God wants it to be, and that's where it's to stay. Any action somebody wants to do and prove it or condemn it, you better get some lightning rods on your chancellery. You better get some lightning rods wherever you are going. You better put one in your car, on your cell phones, wherever you're going. I don't want to be near you. I'm willing to die, not even get an inch, but I don't want to be near you. You got the guts to do it. Go ahead. I make it there. Go condemn it. That's what you, if you want to exercise the power you're trying to exercise over these visionaries right now, tell them they can't talk about this, then condemn it to get that power. Go ahead. If you're absolutely 199.9%, then do so. But you can't do that. You won't do that. Because there's too much proof of what's taking place. Scientifically, forget the spiritual. And so, we have people in Medjugorje so weak that they really abandon Our Lady or quiet down the message for the sake of getting approval. I'm not. And the people here are not going to. And you who follow us and all the writings around the world, you were just telling me about the 10 facts. The translation is going through the roof on it. Yeah, there's people... You know, we've, we've, we've not, we haven't had it translated in other languages, but a lot of people are using Google Translate to translate the page just so they can read it in their language. It's been everything from Vietnam to Norway to the Netherlands to South America, I mean, you, everywhere, India. I mean, everywhere. It's, it's, it's everywhere. So you who think that we just got to be sweet all the time, we can't show any indignation of what's taking place, then you don't know what righteous anger is and unrighteous anger. You need to learn the two. And many, many people don't know what real obedience is and when you have to be obedient. And therefore, you're losing your battles, you lose your war, you lose everything. Our Lady's here to show us, and she's told us repeatedly, you follow me. It is she who says, I will teach you. Is that a contradiction to the shepherds who are the teachers of the church? That's their position. I acknowledge that. It's the bishops who do that. I acknowledge that. But a lady says, I will teach you. And she's not contradicting the bishops. She's doing that because we're not getting taught. We're not learning how to fight. We're not confronting sin. It's non-confrontational. In fact, it's a sin of non-confrontation. She's telling us to go out and confront, root out sin. We're not getting that. So it's not about a question who's the teacher. We got somebody who's coming from the outside to teach apostles, raise them up, and it's predicted prophetically by Louis de Montfort. It's real clear. Go back and reread the 10 facts. Study it. Make it part of your being, your philosophy, and your spirit. Because this is where we're going, because that's where Our Lady's going. Frank? Yeah, it would be hard to believe that six children could perpetuate a hoax for 34 days, let alone 34 years with fruits that are changing the entire world. So the question is, is how can 
people not reason it out, helping people not see this logically. And I think the answer is, is because then you have a responsibility to follow the messages, pray more, fast more than any other generation. And through these things, see the physical changes that need to be made. And to realize that 34 years of apparitions means that we're living in unprecedented times. And it's interesting that Our Lady gives a message to the world on the 25th, and then she gives a message to non-believers on the 2nd. In the message to non-believers, she says, My apostles, she's speaking to us in our non-belief. And how trying the times are, how serious the times are, and are we taking them seriously? Our Lady's Apostles, we have abominable things happening, abominable things cause desolation in Sodom and Gomorrah. We have abominable things being set up in the holy place, the holiest of places, with a sacrament of holy matrimony. And Jesus says, when you see these things, don't even go back down and get your coat. So, how seriously are we taking the messages? How seriously are we taking an $18 trillion problem that no one can fix? And what should we be doing right now? And a friend of Medjugorje has written on actions that need to be taken. And look what happened while you're sleeping. And it ain't going to happen. And then they fired the first shot in 2012. And it's calling us to take physical actions. And this is the reason that I walked away from a very successful business. This is the reason that we're in South Georgia starting community. And I think that people that are seeing these things and people that are thinking about these things should call us for the physical changes, the physical things that you need to do to prepare for what Our Lady's coming for. And I think the reason that so many people don't believe is is we have to take responsibility for messages like, you can't understand the greatness of your role. Our Lady needs us. She's calling us to action. So this is why Global Silver Investors is here, and this is why we're gathering in community in South Georgia, and it is very important that we understand the seriousness of our times. And Frank assists and helps people who are looking to try to get out of debt, who are looking to try to secure uh, their financial security. Frank mentioned uh, some of the different writings. Look what happened while you were sleeping. It ain't going to happen. They fired the first shot. These cover the spiritual aspects of physical changes that you need to make in your life. It's not about prepping. It's not about being in fear of the future or scared about some kind of a chastisement or anything like that. It has more to do with the fact that Our Lady is leading us toward a simpler way of life. And when it comes to your finances, when it comes to money, that is an area that Frank can help you in a very particular way. So, Frank, if you want to give your contact information for people who get in touch with you for that. Sure. You can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And again, the phone number is 877-936-7686. So you can call Frank for all your needs, especially where we are. Our lady's coming in 
what we're doing, and while you might not think this is financial, everything affects the financial. It's critical to understand that you have to position yourselves that you can be free to minister to people as an apostle. And if you're worried about just where you're going to get water the next day or what you're going to eat the next day, you're going to be preoccupied with your own needs when you can be meeting those things now or set up your way of life according to the messages that takes care of that, that you're free to propagate the way of life that's coming in the future and coming now. It's your choice. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Mechigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.